0: Today on the Orthodox Ethos podcast, Orthodox Christians unite to petition for the opening of the churches in Pascha in Greece. A plea from the elder Parthenios, abbot of the Monastery of St. Paul's on Mount Athos. Open the churches. A cry from the heart of Athens. Shame on the chief priests and on the rulers of the people. And the ancient church's wisdom and the witness of love and faith in the face of pandemics. In this podcast, I want to make you communicants as much as possible in the cries and the pleas of the faithful of Greece during this trying time of both the great and holy week and Pascha and the joy we all are looking to have during this great festal period, and yet being deprived of that and how the people of Greece, the faithful have responded. Now, I can't recount everything that's happening. There's a lot going on, but I'm going to give you some highlights. And uh, it was clear from the great response that we received from our uh, posting of the letter of Elder Themios of Kapsala and Manathos that believers everywhere are in agony over the current situation in the Church, the world over, uh, with our Churches being closed and the, our life, Christ, in many places being uh, taken away from us. Access to the Holy Eucharist and the divine services. So, in today's podcast, we're going to try to give you access uh, to a few of the most prominent and uh, most important and representatives uh, and their actions uh, during this time in here in Greece. Uh, who are all calling for the opening of the churches. Before I get into some of those examples, we're going to have some clips to show you. Uh, Let me commemorate a few that I'm not going to be able to show you, and that that are also important uh, to talk about, and uh, just a few names and events that happened over the last few weeks. One of the most uh, well-known stories was a priest in the heart of Athens, Father George Skinas who is uh, well-known for his philanthropic and spiritual work, many spiritual children, uh, and much uh, work among the poor, <clears throat> uh, he was, during, uh, I think, a Sunday Divine Liturgy, I'm not, I don't remember exactly, he was caught on camera uh, at the door of the church communing uh, a, a child. And uh, this uh, went viral. The, the police were called and charges were uh, laid against him for breaking the law, which forbids, um, supposedly, communing of children, which is uh, preposterous, there's no such law. But charges have been laid against Father George. He's become um, kind of a uh, target of those who are extreme uh, in, in, against the Church here in Greece, and also a hero for many of the faithful. Another uh, person and event that has been in the news uh, quite a bit is uh, the Metropolitan Nectarios of Kerkira, uh, charges repressed against him when he invited the faithful to come and commune on Palm Sunday and uh, the Feast of the Annunciation. Uh, And uh, he uh, uh, speaks uh, in several videos online, um, boldly uh, speaking to the faithful to come in the commune. He's ordered the priest, he says in the video, to commune people at the end of the service, even though the services were held behind closed doors, and this was uh, apparently considered illegal, and he's now facing charges <coughs> as well. There's another priest who just a few days ago, Father Christopher Gurulis, I think is the name, in Hios, he was fined five thousand dollars for the great uh, sin and illegal act of leaving the church doors open and allowing people to come in and venerate, uh, I think it was on Holy and Great Saturday, on uh, the Holy Friday evening, uh, the, uh, uh, our Lord uh, in the uh, Epitaphion, and on, on Saturday morning, the Great Saturday. So that, that apparently is an illegal act. But going to the supermarket and having tons of people in line to get into the bank and everyone pressing on one another, that's not a problem in contemporary Greece. Another person that you probably heard about, uh, and been, was well known, was the first to resist uh, the status quo, this new law, and that is Metropolitan Seraphim of Kithiron. He was arrested, you remember, during Great Lent, uh, for holding the service of the Heretizmi, or the Canon, of the Akathis hymn on Friday evening uh, during Lent. And uh, I want to read you his Paschal Encyclical, and he commemorates and kind of summarizes how uh, he, uh, how he puts it is very uh, succinct and, and and helpful. he writes in a just as a sickle that just came out a few days ago. the divine liturgy was unfortunately forbidden by legal decrees and autocratic imposition of the power of the state, contradicting the divine and holy canons of the church and the relevant articles of the constitution regarding divine worship, even while the orthodox churches of Bulgaria, Georgia, and Serbia, observing the exactitude, with exactitude, the measures established by the state uh, did not cease, even for a minute, uh, the liturgical and worshipful life of the Church in their holy parishes and monasteries. Now, of course, there are different circumstances in different parts of the world, even in those countries, but for the most part, that is the case. Uh, some have been critical of Metropolitan Seraphim, and were when that first happened. Uh, I want to... Uh, I want you to hear uh, the words of a great uh, contemporary missionary in the Orthodox Church, Father Themi, an Orthodox missionary to Sierra Leone who's from Australia. is well known to many of you, I'm sure. And if he's not, you should become uh, familiar with his work. He's a great missionary in the midst of Western Africa the, for the poor. And uh, he was, uh, during the um, Ebola outbreak, at this epicenter of this. Very contagious disease. Uh, he knows something about how we ought to respond to epidemics. During that uh, Ebola outbreak, Father Themi didn't close the churches, didn't stop divine services. He took measures. He took measures, but he didn't stop communing people, uh, even though there was something like 50 to 85 percent likelihood if you contracted the disease, you would die. Uh, here is what he said about meeting the challenge uh, presented by a pestilence. Actually, I recommend to listen to the whole interview with Hank. Uh, Hank Unplugged is the name of the uh, uh, podcast. You can find it online and on YouTube. But here's a here's just the part that he talks about Metropolitan Seraphim of Kithira. Let's listen. I believe, brother, in the Orthodox Church tradition, plagues, you know, Byzantium I just told you there were some plagues in a hundred million people during the time of Justinian and etc. There are others. I won't bother you with them. The church has got prayers for that. And it has processions that we will go around with the cross. Uh, They used to go around Constantinople with the cross and praying right now in Greece. I am embarrassed to say that they are not allowed to have church services. And they even arrested a metropolitan, a hero in my mind, Metropolitan of Kithira, Seraphim, I'm mentioning his name deliberately because I think he's a hero, who had a church service and was arrested. Of course, they let him go, he explained, but he had to conform. He has to conform to Caesar's laws. There are many in Greece who would agree with Father Themi. In Thessaloniki, in the days leading up to Pascha, a group uh, of organizations and unions uh, issued a statement on the closure of the churches, and petitioned the Greek government to open for Pascha, and here is what they say in their statement. Why have they closed our homes, the holy churches? Why can't the same rules and measures that apply to supermarkets and banks apply to the holy churches? How is it possible that this is happening in Greece, in Orthodox Greece, when at the same time, in other Orthodox countries, churches are open, services are happening, and the faithful are participating? We want to celebrate Pascha in our churches, the statement reads, with all the necessary public health measurements in effect. Now, I am going to show, play for you, uh, and we will listen to what the video has to say that they issued, which I think is uh, very moving and instructive. Why have they closed the doors of our churches, of our house? And you hear the voice of the the government official. Our churches will be closed for the faithful. Liturgies with the doors shut, she says in the news report, without the faithful and also without loudspeakers. And again, our churches will be closed for the faithful. Why? Lines and crowds of people outside the banks. Our churches, he says again, will be closed for the faithful. And then there's a photo of the president of Bulgaria, and he says, I cannot close the churches. And then an interview with Metropolitan Amfiloki of Serbia, and an interview with the Orthodoxy news agency, in which he says, I'm ready to go to prison rather than have the churches to be closed. And then a photo from the president of Belarus, let this be very clear. We do not forbid anyone to go to church. And then images from the church services in Georgia, and this is a church uh, a video that's gone viral, and I'll have that in the description below, showing how they were able to do a very well organized and beautiful divine services with people in the in the yard of the church, communing to the Holy Mysteries, and yet taking all the necessary measures that the state is asking the church to take. And it was very much possible in, uh, in, in Georgia. And so the people ask, why? Is it not possible for us in Greece? We are asking for Pascha in our churches, in our homes. Uh, And that is, that is the video put out by the faithful in Thessaloniki. So these are, these are some of the most obedient faithful, and the question of obedience comes up. This is some of the most obedient faithful in the church, people who are in the church all the time, who are serving in the church, uh, assisting the priest, and they are not afraid to speak the truth in love, both to the leaders of the church and to the state. And uh, and and certainly, I don't think most people here in Greece consider them to be disobedient by expressing their great love and and piety. I want to also uh, uh, really move on to uh, an important, probably the most important figure that has spoken out in the last couple of days, and that is Elder Parthenios, the abbot of Saint Paul's Monastery in Monathos, uh, a Video of him talking was issued by the monk Prodromos of, of uh, Gregoriatis, and has been, become viral in Greece. Uh, the elder, uh, well-known in Greece, uh, you know, a venerable figure on Monathos, probably one of the most respected, if not the most respected, abbot and elder on Monathos today. Uh, he began his monastic life in 1954, that's 66 years ago, and he became the abbot of St. Paul's in 1974, that's 46 years ago. Uh, So this is, he is without question, one of the most respected and venerable abbots and elders uh, on Mount Athos and in Greece today. Uh, In the video, he speaks about the unprecedented nature uh, of this year's feast and lamenting from the bottom of his heart, the absence of the faithful. Let's watch. He says in the beginning here, how much it cost it was really hard for me, he said, the only year in which we celebrated Pascha alone. For with the measures they have taken that forbid the faithful to come, he says. We celebrated Holy Pascha with a few workers who stay here year-round. I tell you with much love that I am pained in anguish for all the faithful who are coming here for us. Were for us a consolation. We had Pascha together, the Resurrection, and all together we proclaimed Christ is risen, and we were filled with great joy. This year, on account of this temptation which God allowed, may be due to our sins and to shake us up, for people have departed from the path of God, and they have lost their minds. They lay things that have made no sense, he says. Our churches in Athens and the cities of Athens at Thessaloniki were like a graveyard, he says. Everyone was shut up in their homes. The churches were closed. He asks, What is this? What is this? Unfortunately, he says, our politicians Yes, they take certain measures, and they do well, for these are human initiatives. We don't judge them, he says. They do what they do. But I'm sending them a message. These measures are not enough. I'm addressing our political and ecclesiastical leaders. Call the people, open the churches, let the people come out, bring out the icons, go in procession, do litanies, call upon the all-powerful God to remove this affliction. The leaders of this age are not able to save us. Only the all-powerful God. He will save us. Open the churches. Bring the people out, he says. Take the icons out. We need to fall down prostrate like the Ninevites. Let us implore God in His great power to remove this evil scourge. Otherwise, who knows what would become of us. Do not be deceived, only God will save us, only our Mother, the All-Holy One, only the Holy Apostles and all of our saints, only our prayer and faith in God, he says. What has saved the world? Our faith. Put aside the lukewarm, the unbelief. We are Christians. I say to the politicians, you are preparing the mark for the people. You are preparing to mark the people, but this will be the greatest scandal, for they are doing wrong, they are wronging the Christians. We Christians trust in the invisible power of God, invincible power of God. We are baptized, chrismated. We have the seal of God, the seal of the gift of the faith of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whoever is baptized and wants to receive the mark, let them be. Let them do whatever they want. However, do not pressure us Christians. Whatever you do, know that Christ is victorious. Christ is the victor, he says. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him I will confess also before my Father which is in heaven. Whoever will deny me, I will deny. (coughs) Do not entrust yourselves to Sianasht, masons, demons, for they do not believe in anything. We, however, believe in the true God. And no matter what it will cost us, we confess Christ and Him crucified. And in Him we have our hope in the all-powerful God and nowhere else. Many years to all of you, Christ is risen, truly is risen. Our Lord has overcome the world, do not be afraid, He says, for I have the authority and I have overcome the world. This is our confession, this is our faith, thank you very much. This is the Venerable Elder Parthenios of St. Paul's on Monathos, a great witness and great man of faith, and respected by everyone in the Church here in Greece. So this is the second Elder from Athos, another cry from the center of the Church, the Garden of the Panagia, where all so many saints in our day and age have come. And we see this. there is a commonality here between this call and the call of the other from Elder of Themios, this repentance is called for, an opening of the churches, trusting in God and not putting our trust in the rulers of this world, for they cannot save us. <clears throat> we go on to another cry from the heart of Athens this time. With great pain of soul and heartfelt words, we are going to hear Father Vasili Vouloudakis, speak the truth in love. In a very powerful and short sermon he gave on April seventeenth, Great and Holy Friday, in the Holy Church of Saint Nicholas, Pefkakion in Athens, he begins uh, at the end of the service, and he says, (coughs) "We've been obedient." And we left our Christ alone with uh, just a few of His disciples at that time. Just like at that time, He says in the Scriptures. And they came out with knives and clubs to arrest the pilgrims, He says. Suddenly, suddenly, our country was filled with thousands of police, police officers. Illegal immigrants, criminals, murders, rapists, thieves, official, uh, official and unofficial, they walk free, and the faithful are questioned. Where are they going? What do they want to do on such a day? Fortunately one was found among the politicians, one in the world of politics, he says, and he was from a party that does not lie on the right side of the highest. A politician was found who said, finally, on Holy Friday, let the epitaphion be, leave it alone, Speak a little from your heart, he says. Allow yourselves to permit the faithful to watch the procession from their balconies. It is an event going back 2,000 years and for the first time in two millennia, this is happening. First time in two millennia, he says, this is happening. And unfortunately in our days, this has come to pass that we should drink from this bitter cup. The chief priests and rulers of the people, how they might keep him far from his faithful. Shame, he Shame on the, chief priests and the rulers of the people shame history will never erase this shame this indignation of the people of god the wrath and curse of god will come down upon the heads of all those who decide to deprive the faithful of the body and blood of our lord many of which had prepared for the entire year carrying out a struggle a penitence. Nor order to commune on the day of the Holy Resurrection. For the whole year, he says. To come and commune on the day of Pascha. Shame, he says. What has become of the Church of Greece? Shame, he says. I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed. I stand in wonder that the people do not rise up. They have imprisoned us with say. a scam, for a flu, he says. Everyone says All it was. The TV channels, their the owners, the owners, the the owners, the journalists. This is what they say between themselves. But to us, they say lies. In order to keep us in prison in our homes. And they say now they're forecasting another flu in September. And then the churches to be closed for Christmas. No, sirs. No sirs, take us to prison. We perform the divine liturgy in ourselves and thus give account to God that we had no other possibility. Shame. Shame, even at this hour, this hour. repent, repent, you chief priest and ruler, otherwise, the wrath of God is coming upon your heads. Why don't you bring the renowned doctor, Mr. Ioannidis, I think he's from Stanford, to speak with our favorite one here in the government for the talk broadcasted live why 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 does every country have its own one doctor doctors in the hospitals tell me that they cannot speak out as they will be fired this is democracy you can keep it i would rather die from the flu than have you Forgive me, forgive me, my people of God. However, I can no longer bear this indignation. And father, Vasily Voludakis, a very well-known priest in the heart of Athens. He's the editor of the journal Orthodox Typos and uh, Parish Life and... Uh, uh, really from the heart, so many people were moved by this, um, this lashing out, yeah, this, this righteous anger coming from Father Basil, expressed the, the uh, thoughts and, and feelings of many, many people in Greece. I think the value of sharing these witnesses from Greece is to help all of us gain perspective, and to put into proper context the challenges and the responses. That we are offering, and we're all facing, each of us in his own circumstance. Of course, we're talking about Greece, and it's a circumstance that's unique, uh, in many ways. But in some ways, in many ways, it's un- it's common to all of us, and many of you can relate. And so, of course, we need to apply this at our own circumstance in with discernment. But I think this is very important in this day and age that we step back and we gain perspective on what we're experiencing, what we're seeing, and that we don't assume that uh, we know everything, uh, that we've arrived and we've decided this is what the church should be doing. We hear from all these voices, and that's why I'm sharing with you with these contemporary voices. But I want to go back now and close today's um, <clears throat> podcast uh, by sharing with you from the ancient church, and then we can uh, compare notes and see how we are doing. And of course, we are going back to the great Ecclesiastical history of Eusebius, and we are going to hear from the mouth of the great Dionysius of Alexandria, his experience of the plague in the middle of the third century. This is Pascha 250 AD, and this text is so powerful in teaching us showing us how true disciples of Christ act and live during times of pestilence, plague, trials, scourges, how they encounter these, and how they understand uh, what God is expecting and asking for them. So it is not unlike our time. Pascha had just ended. They had just gone through the joyful celebrations. And the great saint uh, of Alexandria, Dionysios, relates the following. After both we and they, and he's speaking about the pagans, had enjoyed a very brief season of rest, this pestilence assailed us. To them, more dreadful than any dread, and more intolerable than any other calamity. He's talking about the idol worshippers, the non believers. And as one of their own writers has said, the only thing which prevails over all hope, they've lost all hope. But to us, this was not so. But no less than the other things was it an exercise and a probation. For it did not keep aloof even from us, but the heathen it assailed more severely than the Christians. Further on, he says, "The, The most of our brethren were unsparing in their exceeding love and brotherly kindness. They held fast to each other and visited the sick fearlessly, and ministered to them continually, serving them in Christ and they died with most with died with them most joyfully taking the affliction of others and drawing the sickness from their neighbors to themselves and willingly receiving their pains and many who cared for the sick and gave strength to others died themselves having transferred to themselves their death and the popular saying which always seems a mere expression of courtesy they then made real in action taking their departures as the others and I think he's talking about this this expression in another translation is um, <clears throat> your, your humble servant bids you farewell uh, he's saying that this expression of courtesy they made real in action. Uh, truly the best of our brethren he says departed from this life in this manner, including some presbyters and deacons and those of the people who had the highest reputation so that f- this form of death, through the great piety and strong faith it exhibited, seemed to lack nothing to martyrdom. And they took the bodies of the saints in their open hands and in their bosoms, and closed their eyes and their mouths, and they bore them away on their shoulders and laid them out, and they clung to them and embraced them, and they prepared them suitably with washings and with garments, fearing nothing. And after a little while they received like treatment themselves. For the survivors were continually following those who had gone before them. Unbelievable. But with the heathen, everything was quite the opposite. They deserted those who began to be sick. They fled from their dearest friends, and they cast them out into the streets uh, when they were half dead, and left the dead like refuse, unburied. They shunned any participation or fellowship with death, and yet which yet, with all their precautions, it was not easy for them to escape. And this last line is so instructive. It is the same witness from age to age, whether it is with the ancient Christians of Alexandria or with Elder Parthenios and Manathos in the 21st century. Without God, there is no hope, he says. Without God, no one escapes this life alive. Or, as Elder Porthenios put it, do not be deceived, only God can save us. So the only question that matters, brothers and sisters, is how will we live and how will we die? The two go together. Death is the fruit of our life, the quintessential moment for each person. How will we live and how will we die? How will we live this short, very short life God has given us? Will we imitate Christ, imitate the saints, follow the Holy Fathers, love Christ and fear nothing, and lay down our life for our neighbor? These are the questions that we all have to ask ourselves and answer. And these trials and tests, which are so far, for most of us, hardly trials and tribulations, just the beginning of the pangs that are coming upon the world. Let them be a bell to wake us up from our slumber and begin the path with doubled zeal, the path of repentance, the path of acquiring the Holy Spirit and all the virtues. Until our next episode, I wish you well. God bless. Christ is risen.